Welcome to this episode of Getting My Cheese Back on the Cracker. I'm Ashley Nicole. And I'm Paige Benjamin. And in this episode, we're kicking off Black Music Month with a discussion on music therapy. We've all experienced the feeling of peace or heightened emotion when certain songs come on. Many of us even have playlists that go with that feeling, whether it's working out or relaxing or cleaning, etc. Today, we're going to get into how music plays into our psyche. Let's meet our panel and learn more about them. You got it, Queen. Greetings. Greetings, everybody. My name is Nakiba Manier, um, also known as Nakiba Roots. Uh, I am one half of the group of the group. Black Roots, um, we are an Afro-Caribbean, soul, hip-hop, reggae, dancehall fusion uh, of a collaborative. Um, I'm also a solo art- artist in my own right. Um, and I'm excited to be here and talk about the healing modalities of music. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Glad to have you. Um, thank you for joining, um, Cassius. We are, we're just introducing ourselves. Tell us about yourself. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, my name is Castile, aka Castle G. Um, producer, been producing since uh, I was 12 years old. You know, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Happy to be just here in this physical space. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. And hey, Nick, thank you for joining. We're just doing introductions right quick. Wow. Music, all that good stuff. Oh, is it on me? Do I need to go? Because I'm last, late. Okay, cool. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Nick Pratt. Uh, rapper, songwriter, singer, uh, arranger, whatever. Um, I've been making music since I was, I mean, I guess professionally, seriously, making music since I was like nine years old. I've been singing and stuff since I was two. Um, it come from the soul, and so that's the kind of music I try to make. Awesome, awesome. So music has a way of invoking multiple emotions. It either calms us, excites us, or even makes us sad. How important is music to you, and how has it impacted your mental health? Anybody can jump in at any time. I guess I'll start. <laughs> I can do it. Um, uh, wow. So um, I think music um, for me personally, um, as an African woman, as a woman of African descent, knowing the healing modalities and the power and the spiritual energy behind music um, and coming from like a rich royal musical legacy, uh, it's been a, a primary tool that I've used through this particular time of, of being away from folks physically, but wanting to tune to the depths of myself um, as an artist, as a songwriter, as a creator, um, you know, knowing that um, Paul, Robinson said, Paul Robinson said that artists um, are the gatekeepers of truth. And so in tapping into that art and tapping into all of the things that music evokes um, spiritually uh, from being able to change a mood, to tap into 
those healing principles for mental health has been paramount, especially for us as African people um, during this time when there's been so many things disproportionately bombarding our community. Um, we know we're resistant, we know we're resilient, but we also know um, to tap into tools that have helped us for centuries, right? Since the beginning of our existence of time. Um, and so for me personally, uh, music is is not is not only important; it's paramount. It's it is it is the thing um, that I know that I have tapped into. I've learned to tap into ancestrally um, to deal with mental health, wellness, and issues, and um, to find words even when words are escaping me. I find it in the lyrics and the rhythms and the melodies of the music. Oh, well, yeah, I can definitely uh, agree with that to the fullest. Uh, I think it's one of those things where once I realized how necessary music was to my well-being, it made it you you realize you couldn't really take it for granted, you know, in terms of like what I do choose to ingest musically, what I choose to create, what I choose to collaborate on. Um, I think all of that, these are all things where like, you can't really think outside of how you really feel about what you're making or what you're listening to. You can't think from any any kind of external source like finances or things like, and you know, sometimes, especially with our careers, sometimes that is necessary, right? But I think that I can speak for all of us when I say we all find better sense of peace when we get to work on the stuff that we really love or we get to listen to the stuff that we really love instead of the stuff that we're forced to ingest or forced to create or whatever it may be. You know. Um, I jump in here real quick. So yeah, uh, I concur with everything that's been shared. Um, I don't know when I think about music, right? Like, I think about the kind of beings we are, right? Um, spiritual, vibrational, right? And um, and I think about being moved by different forms of art, different mediums. Like I, I love all different kinds of art, you know what I mean? Film, um, just general visual art, uh, dance, um, what have you. But I don't ever feel anything the same way that I feel when I'm moved by some powerful music, right? Because I'm moved by music that I don't even consider that powerful. Um, you know, in, I guess we'll say, um, in comparison, right? Because I mean, I don't, I, I, all music is powerful, um, depending on your approach to, you know, having it into your life, right? Um, it, it does have the power to to shift moods, to um, at times maybe shift perceptions, um, you know, it, it speaks, it, it has the ability to speak to, you know, the innermost parts of you and it doesn't even have to have a lyric on it you know what i mean um I, i've 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 listened to some instrumental music that has like changed my life you know what i'm saying uh it's just it's just it's just that powerful right we're talking about chords that you know folks can wake up one day sit in front of a uh, in front of a keyboard and just put together with their hands without any training 
that scientists and mathematicians um, are able to be able to see the connection to um, and the you know the the balance of all of it. Thinking about like circles of fifths and things like that, right? Like when you start getting into deep music theory, like there is deep music theory that babies are born with naturally understanding. You know what I'm saying? So like um, when I think about the power of of this uh, this art, right, and the way that it exists and the way that it touches folks, um, does it have the the ability to impact my mental health? Hell yeah, um, you know how am I allowing it to do that, right? I think is the is the other question. Like, what am I feeding myself with? You know, what am I what am I bringing in as a creator? What am I putting out? Um, you know, uh, because the things that I'm, you know, listening to, I'm ingesting the things that I'm creating, I'm manifesting, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, I, I can literally look at moments in my life and look back at songs that I've written or, you know, worked on or whatever and can see correlations between the two, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a, a power that you could wield. Um, and something that can be dangerous if you if you're not working with it the right way. So I want to say, Cassius, thank you so much. Um, as you guys saw, the intro to the podcast has been your. I guess it's technically an instrumental, the part that we're using, um, or if that is that actually part of the song. It's a snip of the song. Okay, so uh, you are. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to give you the flowers, bro, because, you know, we reached out to Nick and we wanted to be able to support the creators within our community that resonate with our message, which is getting the word out there about mental health and making and creating a space where people can definitely thrive and understand that we're all going through the same things. It just looks different. So I want to yeah. just tell you, thank you for your contribution to the show. And we're forever grateful for that. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure, too. You know, I, I appreciate y'all for even considering having the song as the theme. You know, that means a lot to me. Absolutely. So with that being said, um, do you guys remember the first time music evoked an emotion for you? And what was that what was that feeling like that made you be like, oh, this snaps? Or I, I, never, I never felt this feeling before. And please, this is a free-flowing conversation. So, you know, um, just feel free to jump in whenever you guys feel the warm. Well, I mean, for me personally, the first time I can remember is hearing Gin and Juice on the clock radio uh, when I was a young boy. And I just, I was like, this is amazing. And I just was dancing in my parents' bed. It was awesome. Um, that's the first just vivid memory that I had. Um, and then, of course, like getting my first ever CD, my parents buying me my first ever CD, which I'm not ashamed to say was a. Uh, Little Bow Wow's first CD. Um, might be showing my age here, but it's okay. Um, That's strong. Look, all right, beware of the dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but yeah, so th those are the two times I can really like remember and recall. So, what kind of emotion that you said you were excited, but you know, did it, you know, one of the things that we want to kind of promote is kind of like being able to verse a, a 
verbalize emotions, right? And right. one thing that I, we, I'm not going to say we, but some of us as black men don't know how to, or weren't raised to properly express the feeling we had, right? You mentioned excitement, so that's definitely valid for your your scenario, but like that excitement, what did it make you feel like? It was happy, um, just, just I, I don't know. Kiva, you might want to jump in and help with some of Nick, you want to help? Ashley, you know, I'm not great with words. No, I mean, emotion, right? So it it definitely and definitively evokes emotion. My mother tells the story of taking uh, a trip to Madison Square Garden. She's from from a kingdom of an amazing background, right? We got to, you can't just say my mother. Okay, tribute to your mom. So, okay. So my mother is, um, my mother is Sister Carol. She's a legendary, iconic figure in reggae music, um, world-renowned and uh, Grammy-nominated. And um, she's an actress and has been in several films. Um, I was bringing her into the conversation because she tells the story of being pregnant with me and going to Bob Marley's last concert at the Garden and feeling me move in her stomach as Bob was kind of like rocking the garden. Um, And she says she never forgets that. She never forgets how I responded to the music even while I was inside. Um, And so um, that always brings something up for me when I think about uh, the music that I've been exposed to. See, I've been exposed to music from, you know, before birth. And then growing up, being around all these legendary artists all the time, my living room being a space where Sister Nancy, Barrington Levy, everybody was there all the time in Flatbush at my house. And so it was kind of like our training ground. We would get on the mic and rock. Um, And I remember the synergy and the community that was formed around that. And I think it's one of the few spaces where Black people get to be free. It's one of our few liberated spaces. It's, it's one of our few unadulterated spaces where we just get to be us and we get to do us and we get to um, indulge in the beauty of our language, indulge in the beauty of the way in which we, we do things quite like no other, um, indulge in the way in which we show up in our allness, in our beauty, in our rage, in our power, in our revelry, like all of these things. Um, and I think... Um, if used wisely, we can continue to use music to heal from a mental health perspective, um, um, like unlike any other tool. Man, that's a um, that's a powerful story. I don't I don't have one. I don't think that that hits quite that hard, right? But um, I don't know. It's a few moments when I think back of feeling like music. Uh, like I'm being introduced to it for the first time, right? Um, because I'm no, I'm not. I know that, um, you know, talking about rocking folks to sleep, I know I couldn't sleep much as a baby. I would just be awake until my mom got MTV and she would just put me in front of it all night, right? And Prince and everybody playing me right to sleep. I know at two years old, or no, not two, but a little bit older than that, maybe like three or four, Slam by Onyx apparently was my joint, right? And I'm running around <laughs> singing Slam all the time, especially when I be in Kansas City with my family. Um, but when I think about moments that like, man, what 
what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Um, I got to think. There's like really three that stand out in my mind. The first, um, I don't know. I don't know how old I am. Very young in my parents' room, jumping on their bed, listening to um, uh, Boys to Men, Cooley High Harmony, right? Like um, the way that they was really blending the the hip hop with the doo-wop, like for me, especially growing up in the house that I grew up in with all of the soul and the gospel and the jazz playing, like, man, hearing hearing this, I'm like, oh, what? This is crazy. With a nigga beatboxing in the background, like what? Like, this is wild, right? Um, and so losing my mind listening to this, um, it, 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 it was, uh joy and um i would say like a wide-eyed wonderment that i felt right when i think about the next time that i really felt like i was um kind of introduced to music in a way um just listening to my sister sing for the first time um in a church choir right like she was singing around the house and stuff you know about like my dad sang he played records all the time um and so you know we would be singing along to the music and stuff but i can remember her first solo in a church choir and looking over at this person you know who was well, how old is she maybe like four five and being like, Man, what is, like this was awe that i felt right like i was blown away you know what i mean at the power in that young person's voice um and i mean my sister still can you know what I mean sing circles around fools. So uh and I think about like the last time and, and it was more so that sense of that sense of community that Nikiba was talking about, right? Um growing up in, in Texas, you know, our uh rap culture is um is special one. You know what I mean? I, I think um you know just like the way New York had its street corners and stoop battles and all of this stuff, right? Like we, we are a super big like freestyle culture. Like boys to get around and freestyle. Don't need no beat, no nothing. We just nah, 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 yeah, Ashley, I know you know, right? And so like, <laughs> I can remember days being like from as early as nine, 10 years old, all the way through high school, like, but like it's starting fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, me and my friends really getting into rap, listening to, you know, all the Houston stuff, listening to three, six, listening to, uh, you know, UGK face, um, and like kind of trying to learn how to mimic, how to do this art before we can master it and make it our own. Right. And so, I think about that time, and then I think about a, a, a documentary I remember watching back in the day uh, with Rough Riders, you know, doing a Rough Riders boot camp. And like, I swear to God, this is what we was putting ourselves through every day, like freestyling for hours every day, trying to outwrite each other on songs, trying to write the verses the fastest, trying to come up with the best hook. Like it was, it was like a gladiator sport, right? But like it was building us up as artists, but also as people and um, building our camaraderie as well, right? Like the respect that we have for each other um, back at that time, like was through the roof. Like nobody think none of us could be out rapped by nobody. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know, being able to uh, 
uh, like to say, build that, not just community, but build that sense of self, that sense of confidence as a young black man in an area where I don't really see a whole lot of like real tangible success for us, you know what I mean, was important. Um, it, was, it was life changing, you know? So I did kind of interrupt you, Kansha, so my bad. If you want to finish on, on yours, because um, I actually have a follow-up question for, for all of you. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, really just just back on what I said, like, I, so when, like, with me hearing, like, gin and juice for the first time, right, I can barely remember that. I just remember the music making me want to move and making me want to just get up and start moving around because I know this is what my parents do when they, you know. Um, but I can remember more so like just what how I was feeling when I first got my first CD. I think that it was almost like it was a milestone for me because it signified my growth that I was allowed to start making more choices in what I consumed, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's an important thing, especially growing up, because like, I think a lot of us had parents where they would restrict the amount of content you could consume just off of what what may, what the, what the material may be, right? I know I wasn't able to listen to stuff that wasn't parental advisory, like buy stuff that wasn't parental advisory until I was like maybe 14 years old, something like that. You know what I'm saying? 14, 15. Um, so to me, not only does it, it kind of has like a correlation with like my growth as well. So the more I'm able to indulge, the more I'm able to listen to and, you know, kind of make those those judgment calls for myself on what's acceptable to emulate and what's not acceptable to emulate. It just shows that I'm able to, you know, just kind of keep up and do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? If, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Did you want to say something? No, I was just saying it makes total sense. Um, absolutely. So, so I want to ask you all and Kiva, we know your story. You're part of this famous family. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but what really got y'all into creating? You know, um, I've seen part of Nick's career in, in the process, but, you know, I, you know, I would definitely love to hear how, um, what got you into creating and two, how that process helped you either heal or work through some issues that you guys were going through. If any. Um... I go. Uh, I I I I can't say what got me into creating specifically. I can say what got me into rapping, and that was my homeboy Kiki. Um, when we was in the third grade, I got a CD, um, a Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince uh, classic or greatest hit CD, right? And it's a it's a cut on there where this nigga Jazzy Jeff is going fucking crazy, bro, because he's the greatest DJ of all time, right? And so he's on here going nuts, and I'm listening to the way that this man is just manipulating these records, these scratches, doing these robots, all these tricks, right? And I'm just like, bro, this is like wow, like wow, the mastery, you know what I'm saying? I want to do this. Like I, I wanted to be a DJ. Like this is what I wanted to do because of Jazzy Jeff. 
Um, and I'm talking to my homeboy Kiki, man. He's uh, he's my friend since we was I don't know first grade, kindergarten. Lived down the street from me. Um, I remember actually that year we was getting in trouble or not because we we first started cussing in third grade, so we was getting separated and all kind of stuff in our class. Um, I remember talking to him about it, and I was like, bro. I, I want to be a DJ. I want to do like this. And he was like, man, I don't know, fool. You should try to rap. And I was like, all right, this is, I was nine. And then, so that's what started it, right? Um, but like, uh, damn, I forgot the question. What was the question again? <laughs> how did how did creating or rapping kind of help you with whatever it is that you're oh, going through? Right, you right. Because, yeah, you know, Keep in mind, guys, Nick's been on here on multiple sessions, on multiple episodes, and, you know, he's been fighting the power since he was in the third grade, breaking autobiography of Michael X and refusing to salute to the flag. So how did music kind of help with everything that you experienced in life growing up or creating? I think that's that's what it was, though, Um, you know, outside of, you know, this rap, right? So outside of the, the boisterous shit, um it was being able to write about that stuff to be able to 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 mostly reflect man like when i think about it i i definitely think it's it was it was the the um the space for me to to sit back and and ponder um you know what i was witnessing um you know i i i feel like you know i grew up in the um in the uh the um in a in a in a in a mixed area right it's it was a good amount of white folks black folks uh latinos asians um this was a a melting pot part of our city but the place that all my friends was coming from you know having family roots in the city uh you know i'm going out here with them i'm i'm driving through the neighborhood i'm i'm being outside i'm at the games, I'm just on the block or whatever, right? And just seeing the world for what it is, right? But then I'm also catering these million dollar parties in the the mansions and the, you know, the Ritz ass part of our neighborhoods. And I'm in classes with kids whose parents own businesses and stuff because I'm smart and, you know, they didn't, y'all know how education play out, um, for us, right? And so, you know, I'm able to break that glass ceiling and be in these um, advanced classes with these folks and really just get to hear and see and observe how they live in too, right? And so being able to understand our place in the world, but not really make sense of it. Um, this was my, that was my area. That was my area to work these things out, to try to try to sort out what I was seeing um, and, and to share that, you know what I mean? Um, to, to, uh, to express that, to expel that you know at times right because some of that shit i don't need to sit with me i don't want to sit feeling um lost or distraught seeing um the plight of mine or sit there feeling uh upset jealous wrong um looking at the pleasure of everybody else's lives right like that 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 isn't what i want so being able to to get that out in song um or whatever healthy form is is important right so i mean people might hear some of my more political stuff and you know think i'm a uh what the man what the what the what the white people on the internet be calling us now antifas and i mean I guess blm is just bad right like they just got a bad uh rap right and so 
you know, I might be big that big, all of this stuff. If, you know, if you just based, you know, judging me based off of a record that you heard. Right. But this is something that I needed to get out because these are feelings that I have, man. I'm entitled to this rage. I'm watching my, my, my brothers and sisters get killed in the streets every day. Um, I can make um, expressive performance art, you know what I mean, without taking somebody's life, but I can't get pulled over without possibly getting my life taken, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, you know, when you're talking about help, it, it's helping me deal, like not just understand, but then deal with reality, you know? That's um, um. a powerful answer, brother. Um, I, um, I grew up in a Pan-African home, you know what I'm saying? And so, that's Peter Tosh and speeches by Marcus and like that's the energy. Um, and um, I grew up in the heart of Brooklyn on a precipice of the explosion of hip hop coming out of reggae, right? Coming out of Cool Herc mixing um, in the Bronx. And so uh, there was this intrigue around reggae music and even the dance hall, but it was also shunned because it was like that other stuff. And so coming up between both cultures uh, gave me that multilingual ability to kind of flex in, in both realms, if you will. Um, I touched the mic it, probably when I was two. That's probably when I first started kind of like being on a set. Uh, when the adults weren't around, we would grab the mic and sing the songs, Ebony and Ivory, whatever Michael Jackson had out, like, you know. Um, and then I would like enter these little contests on the radio. My mother would be like, oh, call in. And I'd always win. Um, and I was always a poet. I was always writing, but I was extremely shy. I just was like, nah, I'm good. Like my first, first time recording in the studio, I was nine. I told my father to stand by the door. I don't want nobody to see me sing. Um, it was like, I don't know. It was really like, but but give me like a pen and paper and it was over. And, or get me um, in, a, in another situation. It was over when I was 15, 16, I was approached to be in a girls group that was kind of like a hip hop, R&B fusion. Uh, it was dope. It was fly, but I was getting ready to go to college. So I was like, yo, like, what y'all doing? Like, are we really doing this thing or not? Or like, what's really happening? And it didn't seem like it was going to pan out the way I was kind of serious. I was serious about my music. I wrote, I did a lot of the writing, a lot of the raps, a lot of the R&B hooks, everything. I kind of, you know, was uh the cornerstone of the group and so i said after that if i when i do this again i'm gonna do it in a certain kind of way in a serious way um and i'm gonna deal with it uh from a solo perspective until i meet like-minded folks to really collaborate and connect um and then later on after developing my artistry finding my voice in all the realms i ended up doing you know collaborations with fat man scoop and capadonna and other people that allowed that saw my artistry in whatever realm and wanted to connect with me around that and be like look come sis i want you to do this i want you to rap on this i want this hook to be that way and being able to travel doing writing projects internationally um so it's it's impacted me in a major way also it's provided a way for me to be voyeuristic culturally like i was hearing nick talk about those cyphers in uh texas and i was there you know what I'm saying? Because it, it provides a way for us to tap into each other's culture um, and, and the cultural nuances that is in a great, greater realm of blackness. Like we're so we're so not a monolith. We're so beautiful in all of our splendor. There's 
so much similarity, but there's so much unique uh, difference. Um, and then when we tap into like what it is like in a Miami or in a Houston or in a Oakland or in all these like urban enclaves where people just want that space to speak out and to be liberated in their voice, it provided ways for me to tap into culture. And culture is the way, in the words of Zaretta Hammond, culture is the way that we read the world. That's how we read and view and experience the world. So um, it, 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 it provided, if you will, the soundtrack for me, like a soundtrack for my evolution, soundtrack for my motivation, a soundtrack for my resilience, a soundtrack for me tapping into all that is my ancestry as an African woman. So it's everything. All right, uh, that was a very that was a deep answer because well, Cassius, I know Cassius. I don't think you got a chance to go yet. I was gonna let him oh. remind him he can go. Just hey, my bad. Speak on it, brother. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, you know, um, you know. Um, I mean, so with me, with just in terms of like my creating and how it's helped me realistically making music was one of the first things that I've ever done where like I felt like I was good at it and it actually mattered um because I was good at I was good at video games you know I was good at math and I didn't really think that shit mattered because we have calculators um you know what I mean so so it's like Doing music and making music was one of those things where this is the first time where I've ever felt like I needed to keep doing this because it's necessary. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Um, it helped me kind of shape my Um, and in terms of just like dealing with the stuff that I've like gone through, it kind of just, it made it, it made things easier. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I knew that if I didn't have anything else, I would have that, right? I would have the melody. I would have the song. I would have the lyrics. I would have all of that. You know, when all those fails, I have that to at least comfort me or do to go through whatever I need to. Um, I also say that in terms of just like kind of like taking that art and incorporating everything that I've experienced, I and and Nick will tell you, like I used to kind of shy away from it. I used to kind of be I was like a like I want to make some hits, I want to make a good song, you know, that's fine, but like it wasn't until recently that I really started tapping into my emotionality and like, why do I feel the way that I feel? Even if this don't make sense, I could put this in a song because sometimes life just don't make sense, you know? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really complicated answer. Hey, it's Ashley Nicole. I appreciate y'all for listening and hopefully you're all getting your, keeping your cheeses on your crackers. I'm dropping in on this episode to give you some goodies. Have you been wanting to get into the podcast game and don't know where to start? I got you. I have answers. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, 
It is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor has everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Let me say it again um, in case you missed it. Everything that you need to make a podcast is conveniently in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Free 99, zero dollars, zero cents. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started now. I can't wait to listen to your podcast too. And it's one that I definitely, I don't think that I can answer with full certainty because, you know, I'm still experiencing things. I'm still trying to figure out how to further, like, you know, kind of mesh those two worlds together, my creations and my emotionality, you know? Um, it's an ongoing story, to say the least. Well, can I can I just say this uh, this period, watching uh, Castile create, you know what I'm saying, from years of featuring him on my records and, you know, him producing on my records and folks asking about, yo, what's up with Castile? When the, when his joint gonna drop? When you gonna let him this? When you gonna let him that? And I'm like, nigga, I don't let nobody nothing. That man is grown and when he's ready, right, he will. Um, but like the conversations we used to have about the music he was making versus the person that he is, right? Um, I think I wish I would have had him with him from the perspective of like, bro, I see that you are hurting, you know, right now. And I think you probably could get this out both in a healthy way, healthier way, but in, in an amazing way as far as like how it will come out musically, how it's going to resonate with people, X, Y, Z, right? And, you know, fast forward five six seven years and you know here we are and i mean the records that he has right now are are um you know not just amazing like here and like they 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 heartfelt you know what i'm saying they heartfelt and like you know he's talking about getting comforted by music right and so nikiba i know you definitely will be able to feel it too right but like i think about some of the times when i'm sad or when i'm hurt or when I'm angry and I think about some of these records like that like there's a Donny Hathaway record that I love you know what I mean and so when I'm down I, I I might just be outside or in my room or wherever but like especially if I'm alone man I will belt that shit you know because um, you know I can feel the the anguish that I'm trying to push out pushing through my voice right pushing through my vocal cords pushing from way down here in my diaphragm on up, right? But then I can also feel the warmth and the joy of this music resonating and of these chords that I'm pushing through, like rolling through me, right? And so they bring me peace, you know what I mean? Even in times of, uh, you know, tribulation, trial and shit, right? And it don't mean that that shit is over, that is ended, but like I can feel such comfort, right? Um, when I used to be in school and in workplaces, right, man, you could just be walking through the hallways and through places singing, 
and people would ask me why and i had no fucking idea why but i was just at peace right and i was so peaceful that i was happy and so happy that i was vulnerable and so vulnerable that i was open and so open that i'm singing you know what i mean mm-hmm. i got a song on my heart and i'm that i'm that good right now i feel this all right right now that i'm letting that shit out you know what i mean um and so like i i a just wanted to really acknowledge what he said but b um you know prop cash up because of where he's at right now and what the things that he's doing makes me feel man i've been walking around this house singing records that he's working on because they feel good you know what i'm saying like um, and I mean, we're talking about this music power, what it can do. Like, I mean, when it's coming from a true place, like it can do a lot, man. It can do a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real spiritual Church. too. Exactly. It's a real spiritual thing. When you think about like the Haitian revolution and you think about the synergy that it took to create the supernatural energy, like you have to be beyond your circumstance to see freedom to see liberation, to see certain things. You don't, you, you know they were chanting. You think about the old Negro spirituals, you know that, you know, the wade in the waters, the, the making sure that you uh, had a melody for your soul to make it through. I think about playing ball in college. Uh, I used to listen to Foxy Brown's um, Rock the Bells, not LL's Foxy Brown's. And I used to Fox Boogie Brown is bad as hell. Like I used to get hype with my friends. And I remember at that time, um, Foxy being my favorite rapper, being from Brooklyn, being dark skinned, mahogany, mommy, all those things that came up. And I was going to school in Boston at the time, so it took me back home. It took me back to the courts at home, so I knew I was about to do my thing on the court when I played. So I, I think, you know, there's a battle cry. Even uh, uh, with, uh, uh, I think, Toby's new song, Fire Fire, where they kind of like, ah, coming through with the, with, the, with the vibe, with the rage, with the power, with the prowess, with the love. Like, that's us. That's, that's how we do. I think I saw somebody call it a Negro haka or something like that. Just that same kind of like warrior spirit. Like, let's go, you know? Um, I just think we dope as hell and we fly and we find ways to bend it and twist it and flip it and make it great. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Folks might call it ghetto, but it's, it's, it's genius. It's ingenuity. It's how we survive. And, and, and music, music has always provided the foundation framework for us to be able to follow through with that. Hold on, man. Negro Hacker. I, I love that. Um, and I mean, you know, so one of the homies is um, is uh, is Samoan, man. Shout out to the to the homie, the, the big Oos, man. You know what I mean? Oos, um, man. You know what I'm saying? Me and Oos put out a project in uh, 2019 under the, the, the title, the slab, or the group name, the slab, right? And I mean, in my time knowing them, you know, this is a uh, Cheat up ass, Samoan, you know, cripping ass, like jazz, funk, hip hop, soul, um, but also indigenous music loving ass, um, you know, self educated ass, uh, you know, play ass motherfucker, right? And, and, and we talk a lot, right? But we talk a lot about a lot of 
political things. We talk a lot about, he, he's been teaching me a lot about the land and about, um, you know, what's going on in Hawaii, um, you know, especially especially with, you know, all these rich folks trying to take over um, these sacred parts of their islands and stuff, right? But like, I think the thing that we probably connected on the deepest is the fact like, bro, we is all indigenous peoples, you know what I mean? Um, right, and so when you when you, when you you talk about a, a Negro haka, I mean, dog, dog, you, you, those of us who come, you know, us sun people, right? Like this, this is something that we all got honest and true, right? Like that's something that we all can relate to. Um, I mean, yeah, dog, you talking about music being spiritual, even if you into Western religion, that's something that you you believe and take in, right? Like this is it 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 resounds like that, man. Like the power of it is it, it, it's vast and wide reaching, you know. Um, man, I don't know, man. I really fucked with that. The Negro hacker. I need I need the. It I need is. I mean, what is the African hacker? You know what I'm saying? It's us. Right. It's like, right. It's a, it's a, tribal a warrior call like let's go me and my right. queen what's good like we right. gonna get it you know like right and and i think that we we need to lean into that we need to make sure that we rep that we rep that this is this is our battle cry too how we come in with the music is is our battle cry by the way i wanted to say uh, I apologize. Like it seems like I'm got a lot going on. I am. I work at a studio, so I just like I, I kind of keep one ear open at all times. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everything works. Um, you in the mix, brother? You in the mix? You good? You are doing that. Awesome. Yes, sure. That's all right. All right. So I kind of wanna um, bring us to our next topic. So uh, all of y'all have like these deep stories of like music and how it connects to your feelings, your experiences, um, how you got into your art. Um, so considering all the work that goes into pushing your music out so that others can um, appreciate it. And then you see like the industry is flooded with artists that don't work as hard as you do or don't have as good of a message as you do. How does this affect your, your mental health? How does this affect your ability to, what was the last part of the question, sis? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, how does seeing that have, um, affect your mental health? Mental health, yeah, okay. Uh, it was hard on Mars for for a minute, you know? Um, this is something that I've recently come out of, you know, over the last few years, you know what I mean? But like, it it is amazing to be in front of some of the most powerful gatekeepers to the music industry, right? Um, and for them to be exposed to your art, tell you how great it is, and then remind you of your social media following and how not great it is. Um, and that's the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bro, you know, work on that social media strategy and um, get back with us. I'm like, man, you know, I, if I wanted to do all of the, you know what I'm saying, pieces of the thing, what do I need you for, right? If I can, if I can make it push like that, right? Um, what parts are y'all bringing to the table? It ain't no artist development no more. It ain't no, 
You know what I mean? Like, like what, what, what do you, what, what value do y'all bring to me at, at that point? At what point? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it, 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 I don't know. It, it showed me just how much I feel like, you know, folks might be being or being able to be used so very easily. Right. Um, but also, um, you know, just how shallow some of this can be, right? Um, and I, it, it bring me back around to realizing, like, dog, I, I, I make and create music because I love it. I do this for myself um, because it feel good. Um, I do it for some of the homies because they fuck with it, right? Um, but, like, I don't have to kill myself or not be myself um, for somebody else's benefit so I can do this the way that somebody else wants me to do it or um, maybe not do this the way somebody does not want me to do it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and yeah, man, it was, it, 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 it was mind blowing. Like I'm, I don't even want to talk about some of the offices that I've been in and some of the responses I've got to my music right versus the conversation that we had after um you know or some of the artists that were then discussed and signed and the way some of that panned out for some of them artists man i feel for them you know what i mean i feel for i feel for them artists too right because now you into this big contract that you probably wasn't built for you know what i mean and you trying to uh get out the red on some shit that you never really had a chance on but because you had enough social media followers um, somebody was able to rope you into doing something that you really couldn't do. You know what I mean? Um, it's all kind of, uh, I don't know, it's all different kind of ways to to kind of look at this on the other end and rationalize it, I guess, right? Um, but I don't think it stops the motion, you know, like if this is, if, if you, if you, if you make, if you create, if you do that, if you feel like you've been called to do that, you just got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's a light that'll shine for you. You know, um, you you stand in that light. You 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 uh, you 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 sing to them folks who 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 want to hear you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and 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 bask in that love because that's all it should have been, right? If you love music, love that, spread that love, right? get that love back you know what i mean however much of it it is it is right uh because mm -hmm. the other thing about the game is that it's fickle you know what i'm saying um they'll love you today and forget about you tomorrow right how how many folks then came and gone you know um so it can't even be about that right like it can't You know, it's been an opportunity to bounce, um, bounce while physically being present, bounce while, while spiritually being present. I make the music I want to make. Um, I project the image I want to project. I'm not bound by anything to do what we do in a certain way. 
Um, I've had an excessive amount of experience of how the industry works and runs since I was a, a little person. And it was never anything that was enticing to me. It was like, I, I understand what this is. I know how integral I am and, and what I'm about. Um, it's really about a matter of being secure and producing what it is that you love to produce instead of what you think people will love. Um, and not basing your own personal value worth on external validation uh, because that's what's killing folks. So your likes ain't up or your numbers ain't up or your followers ain't up and, and but the music is good, but you know, and then these, there's these people whose music might not be as good or you might not think it, it is as good. Somebody else somewhere does or some machine somewhere does. Um, you don't, you have to move through your process as a creative. Um, when I was a classroom teacher, I knew when my lesson was the bomb when my kids were feeling it. And I knew when it fell flat. So for when I started to rock crowds of thousands of people, it was like, oh, this is light work compared to a classroom of young people that ain't feeling something. Like that's that to me was my barometer. If they felt me and they were able to teach me something, if I was able to gain their respect and their reverence, then everything else is light. And I think, you know, I'm also thinking about uh, the young people that I, I interact with every day and how there's a, a depth of spiritual connection. It can impact your mental health in a detrimental way if you don't have a real centered sense of self and a real centered sense of what it is that you want to do and be as a musician, as an artist, as a creative, um, and how it is you want to evolve in the realm of artistry. Um, and if you and if you are always thinking about how external eyes are judging or comparing or juxtaposing what it is that you do, you're always going to be enslaved by that perspective. You're always going to be a slave to how others perceive you um, instead of just being and doing and producing and fucking up and getting it right and fucking up and getting it right and getting it really right and winning and losing and all of the things that come with being human. Um, and that's life. And I think so many of us are consumed with what people are saying externally as opposed to what's happening inside of us. And that creates a real sense of conflict. Um, I can definitely agree with that. Um, and like, as somebody who, this is probably my biggest problem when it comes to my music personally is like the actual promotion part and kind of like marketing it and all that stuff. Cause personally, I don't care. Like I, I care, of course, I want people to hear it. I want, I, I want people to enjoy my music, but damn, do I gotta do it? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I already don't post a lot on social media, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get on Twitter for the jokes, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, try to, don't be trying to be that savvy. But at the same time, you do understand that this is something important. This is like with anything that you don't be parts of it that you enjoy that you don't really even understand but you understand that it's necessary you know what i mean like we gotta eat it's not a lot of people that like cooking it's like it's all the stuff go hand in hand you know what i mean um 
in terms of how it affects my mental health though it before it definitely like it it, it played a, it played a bit of a part just on like kind of me down to myself like man this like i ain't getting the numbers that i need to ain't nobody really like giving me that engagement that i need da, 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 da. but it's like i've reached a point where the music is going to speak for itself and whoever it's meant for it will reach right mm-hmm. at least in this moment when i get a bigger audience and things do get to where more people are exposed to my sound then that'll be great and i'm gonna be able to ha- i'm gonna have an- some more messages for some more people for whoever is listening but the moment that i'm making at this moment at this time it's gonna reach who it's meant for you know that's how powerful what we do is it reaches everybody it needs at the right time um it's and also i'll say that like promotion and stuff and like kind of like doing all the extra stuff it's like it's ways to kind of, I guess it is ways to kind of get creative about it to where you can kind of trick yourself into like making that happen for yourself. You know, like I kind of just was like, all right, I'm gonna post something that I produced every day, like once a day, you know what I mean? Like just on my story, little things like that. It's almost like a scheduling thing, you know what I mean? Where it takes that, it kind of takes that extra, like, oh, this is just an extra stuff that I gotta do. Nah, it's just a part of my routine now. Um, so can I ask a quick question just to follow up on that to all of you, right? Um, you know, as creative, sometimes you guys don't feel, may not feel like it's necessary for you to necessarily brag about your work, right? Like, yo, the joint is fire. If you like it, you like it. You don't, you don't. Um, do you guys find it that the most difficult part of getting the support are from people that are in your so called, especially your close circles? How does that have an impact on you? Uh, so, kind of, but not really. Uh, just because, like, I feel like before I really started, like, before, before, like, getting to LA, right, and then being around my peers that I actually make music with, I was around a lot of my friends, and, you know, just back in, in the city. I'm, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and, you know, like, I went to an art school, so like you know, everybody knows what we do and all that stuff. But even then, it wasn't really just like it wasn't really. I did. I felt like I didn't really not. Not only did I not have a push, yeah. Not only did I not have a push, but like it wasn't really nobody really checking for when I was dropping and when I was trying to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't really take that to heart because I felt like in the end of the day, maybe y'all just don't understand what I'm trying to accomplish, and. I'm not making music for just my friends. I'm making music for everybody. So to even put that, you know, and to a point like, yeah, listen to your friends' music. Don't don't listen to your friends' music. Like if you, you know, but I'm not gonna hate you if you don't. Um, you know, different strokes with different folks. It's, <laughs> I, it's, I, I don't. It's a lot of stuff I probably should listen to that I, that I haven't, but. I hope they're not mad at me. It's, it's not malicious, you know. No, that's facts, though. Like you can't take that as a slight. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got, I wouldn't have 
enough friends probably or as many friends if i gave if i based it on how many of y'all listen to my music uh you know watch my video or whatever and actually get a lot of love from you know people who i consider friends man and and from friends of theirs too right like i i, I appreciate the community uh that i was able to build around my music you know what i mean but like it ain't no love lost if you don't or if, if what i make ain't for you um like Castile said, it is a lot of stuff that I feel like I probably should have listened to just because I knew somebody or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? But like, if it don't vibrate my way, it just don't. And I, I, you know what I mean? I can't fault nobody else for feeling the same about me. Like everything might not be for everybody. You know what I mean? Um, I like a whole lot of music, but I don't like all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I get that, you know what I mean? We, I think we, you get that, uh, you know, I, but again, I mean, your friends, yeah, they hopefully they your friends because they your friends, um, you know what I mean? And they're just not based around what you do at all, right? Like, mm -hmm. how genuine is that? You know what I'm saying? I think it's a difference between friends and body of believers. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got your friends, and then you have your body of believers. And sometimes, in the rarest and most beautiful cases, they overlap, but not necessarily. Um, and I think, you know, as an artist, you have a spiritual relationship with your music, you have an artistic relationship with your music, and you have sometimes a business relationship with your music if you take it on that level. Um, and, and those things aren't for everybody, those realms and how you interact in those realms and who you become in those realms. Um, sometimes you want to savor the purity of a friendship. And so you want to keep somebody away from that. Um, I think luckily for me, a lot of my friends like my music <laughs> uh, and uh, are uh, intimate, if not semi-distant members of my body of believers, like, and not because they want to be far away from me, but just because of how time and space shames, shapes up um but my my creative process when i'm in the studio i don't like a lot of people around i don't like a lot of energy around it's a real intimate um a lot of a lot of voices around a lot of people saying yeah take out that put in this like i don't i don't really like that type of energy i just kind of sometimes i just sit in the corner i'll be on the floor sitting in the corner uh find a good space for my ears to 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 capture the vibe and the energy of what's happening in the space uh, I think I think that if, if you're lucky, there's an overlap, um, and you know, like Nick said, you know, I, I would hope that you you love me, you love me and like me because we're friends, and not because of what I do or who I know, or how I fly flow, or you know, how the hook that I just wrote is going, you know, blow up the charts or whatever the the fad may be. Um, uh, but 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 it, it can cost relationships too. I've seen it happen. I've seen people blow up and that dynamic be hard on a friendship. I've seen people semi blow up and people can't take it. Um, and so I, I would just urge people to see each other's heart. Um, uh, acknowledge that um, impact outweighs intent often. And so the impact of a hurt or a harm can outweigh the intention. And just be clear about your intention and make sure that people know um, that you want them to be around and you want them to be a part of it. Uh
but hopefully you can negotiate those two spaces, the friends and the body of believers um, with some success, you know? Okay, that makes good. I'm, I'm gonna use that for the rest of my life. The friends and the body of believers. I'm gonna put people in categories, like you a believer, friend, friend. So y'all, we've talked about um, how music has affected you mentally and where you are when you're creating. So to lighten the load up a little, lighten the mood a little bit, I want to ask. So if you were to create a soundtrack of your life right now. What would be included? What type of music? What you know? What would the songs be? You get freedom to tell to share whatever part, the song genre, the sound. As long as it's not country music, hey, good. country uh, good. Song. You know, black country music, Cassius. Yeah, don't sleep on country music. Now. I'm okay. You know what? You know um, what it is, Cassius. Country music, white people get to tell stories and they get to be diverse when they create. You feel me? Black music. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's fine. But we have to have a, 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 a segmented narrative. Like we don't get to be our all. We don't get to tell these beautiful love stories. Some of those songs are so well written, but if they came mm -hmm. out of a black mouth, they would hit double brick. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'd like and to be even, that ours. You know what I'm saying? But even then, like I've I've listened to black country singers and it still just do not slap for me. Like I I, I, I want to give it I like I trust me, I tried my hardest to give this the chance that it deserves. It's like that and like heavy metal, like heavy metal, like deathcore metal, like those are like the not two no no's for me. And they're like it. and they're like yodeling. But like who likes yodeling? Yeah, it's not true. I feel it. I just want it for us. So, so to the point. So, so to the point, right? What would be? Let's say it doesn't have to be a full album. So, let's say right now, where you are today, what would be the top five songs on your playlist on your soundtrack, and why? If you don't mind, like today, like just any song. Today. Where 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 you are mentally, emotionally, musically, um, and then just where you are in life today, what five songs would you say kind of resonate with where you are right now? Mm. Well, mm. well, I say number one is Fuck the Police by Jay Dilla. Um, that's number one, but that's another that's another story. Um that's that's tough, man. Uh, like right now, though. Yeah, and keep in mind we're we're we're, we're talking about how we're feeling, right? Where we are mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and I mean that's a perfect example considering where we are as as a country and as a people. Very true, and you know, also it's, it's very personal for me as well. What's up, bro? Um, but huh, I mean, yeah, that's anybody else want to chime in? I, 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 I had to think about that one. I can you know, chime right? a little bit. Um, so I just looked at my phone to see what I'm listening to right now, like what I've what I got on repeat. I got uh, Sonics, Yank and Sweet, 
uh, like a, a reggae kind of nice throwback, throw forward kind of vibe. Really, really, really dope. I got damaged by her for my R and B flow. She's real nice, smooth it out. Um, uh, I got Triumph from the Woo. Um, just cause I like that. That I just remember that coming on and shifting the whole landscape of everything. Uh, I got the Passion by Lauren Hill. Um, uh, I used to play that in the mornings to kind of level set my morning and just come in with the bingy drum and just be one, breathe, light my incense, drink my tea, uh, kind of just smooth it out. And I got on it by Ari Lennox and um, my girl, Jasmine Sullivan, because that's my shit right now, too. Fellas, y'all need some more time? <laughs> I'm going through the playlist now, man. Like, yeah, what am I? Because I ain't going to lie. That's, really? That's five lately, right now. Like, lately, like, I've been just listening to, like, art, like, art stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and Nick got so much dope in the cut. Like, it's just, yeah. I've been listening to art stuff, right? Uh, it's been one of them kind of modes lately, just lately, though. But, um, in terms of just any other song, definitely that number one, Fuck the Police by Jay Diller. I say another one that's kind of been like, I've been really feeling lately. Um, this song called Sandcastles by Benny the Butcher. That, that's just been like, it's just like kind of the mood I've been in. Um, Mainstream by Outkast for sure. Since just coming down to Atlanta, that song, that's already one of my favorite Outkast songs ever. And that's um, I've been kind of having that song on repeat since coming down here. It kind of just keep me, you know, it 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 keeps me in the loop. It keeps me focused. Um, yeah, them last two though. Them last two. Hmm. Nick, you ain't got none yet. You you, you got your you over there compiling your list. I'll say for me. Um, Right now, my soundtrack is kind of international, right? Um, mm. I got a little Afro beats in there. I got a little, you know, Haitian compa in there. I got some old school reggae in there. Mm. Um, I'm feeling the vibe of like home. You know what I mean? Peace. Right. The things that, the songs that bring me peace from, like, you know, living in the Northeast. It's it creates a lot of angst. It creates a lot of. Um, like the energy of, of having the hustle and bustle and, and dog eat dog. Sometimes I want to escape. So a lot of the times music that I play are international. It takes me somewhere else. Allows me to like escape for a moment. You know what I mean? And and it's pretty tranquil. I mean, you know, you throw on an Afro beat, I, I just start bopping and forget where I'm at. You know what I mean? What about you, Ashley? What you got in there? You got some chopped and screwed? Some <laughs> It's so much. It's so much. Okay, so the playlist gonna start off with "Yeah" by uh, Burner Boy. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna go. Okay, so don't judge me because it's gonna be everywhere. I'm gonna go to Jill Scott. Um, my playlist is more than five songs because I'm gonna play her whole. Um, yes. 
Man, I forgot the album, the one with Crown, well, Crown Royal. Album. And then um, tiptoe over to, um, what's the dude, Chris Stapleton? Um, Sometimes I Cry. And then um, how many songs? I done already gave y'all a whole um, cleanup playlist. I guess we're going to wrap it up oh, with um, with some church. That Sunday, that Sunday cleanup playlist is real. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a vibe. You clean into some music. You just forget what you're doing all day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then my it's gonna end with my favorite song. I'm gonna play it like 15 times until I go to sleep. Um, Still Ray by Raphael Sadiq. Yeah. All right. I like this one coming in. Ray, nothing even matters. Okay. Y'all ready? Oh, let's get some more in the comments. Playlist. Top five. Top five. Yeah, y'all. Comment below and I'll put on the screen. So I put I put mine together. Oh, Put it <clears throat> uh, so in no particular order, I'm gonna give you five songs, and also I'm I threw in a mixtape because I know we could throw in albums and shit. Like this is okay. Um, so uh, protect and serve by UGK from the Super Tight album. Um, Sticky Green. By Devin the Dude, uh, you know. Uh, I want you, Marvin Gaye, Misty, Donnie Hathaway. Um, Say it loud, James Brown, and then um, for my whole, I needed a little bit of screw, but I also needed some '90s R&B. So um, this is a deep cut. Uh, some of y'all, most of y'all probably never even heard of this. Um, it's the Color Changing Click, Deuce Bigelow mixtape. Um, I think this is Paul Wall's first uh, attempt at doing a whole mixtape uh, hosted by a chameleonaire and a whole bunch of the rest of them and nothing but a bunch of chopped and screwed records from like the 90s um some a little bit of late 80s i think and some early 2000s man that month masterful so so nick i just want to see this i want you like top on my list right here on my joint like that's straight up very heavy it was on my list and I forgot to say it. So, like, I I throw that whole album in there, man. I would throw the whole album. That's my that's that's my favorite Marvin Gaye album. I know people got you know their opinions about which one is the best, but for me personally, my favorite, man. I want you. He's just sonically just it's such a you talking about a vibe, shit, man. Yeah, yeah, and and resonance it comes up in so many soundtracks, so many time pieces. There right. is. I got to throw some black roots in there too. Like my group, Black Roots is in there heavy. Some Sister Carol, some of my mom's stuff. Um, we got a song called um, No Manas that's out right now that's fire. And I just like the way it makes me feel when I listen to it. Uh, so shout out to my group, shout out to Mike Black, my partner in crime on that. No Manas right now is running it. Oh yeah, we definitely playing all our own shit in there too, man. Yeah. I, you know, I was trying to be, I was trying to, you know, 
put something out there that everybody could understand, you know what I mean? Also, my uh, 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 you know what I mean? But shit, I'm playing every album I ever dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, and all the shit I ain't dropped yet, you know what I'm saying? For real. <laughs> Oh, also a big shout out to, I gotta say, one, because I've been actually listening to this album like since I got here too, uh, The Seeing Sounds, that nerd, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 very important, very important to the sound, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's that's one of the first albums I ever heard where it's just like, yo, man, they really just doing whatever they want, yeah. you know, and that was so cool to me. Yeah, it, 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 it sonically feels like a palette. Like they just yeah. painting on a palette, whatever colors yeah. they want, however they doing, whatever they want to no. do. If they want to do soul, they can. If they want to do rock, they can. If they want to do rap, they can. They did yeah. all of that shit just on one album and mm-hmm. killed it. If yeah, they want to do jazz, they can. Like it's, it was, it's beautiful. I'll be waiting for like a, a good break before I jump in talking <laughs> and changing the subject. Uh, so, okay. So we all have like a bunch of different things that we do listen to. And then for some of us, there's a bunch of things that we don't listen to. Um, do y'all associate um, different emotions with different genres? And also how does that come through in your music? Like, do you reach for that sound when you're trying to reach for it, when you're trying to Put out a certain emotion. Um, sometimes it can, but not always. You know what I mean? So like, I look so like I listen to rock, right? When I'm just on my super emo vibes, or but even then, like it's some real happy, like yo, like I'm jamming out rock. You know what I'm saying? That like mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with me being sad. It's just like it's just jamming. I think the same goes for everything. Like if I'm in like a if I'm if I'm in a real like emotional mood, but I still want to listen to some rap, I'm gonna throw on like some DMX or you know what I'm saying something of that nature. Mm-hmm. If, or you know or who's a who's a sad singing nigga? Um, um, what's my boy name? Ah, look, where I want to be, Daniel, uh, Daniel, yeah, Daniel Jones, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I think you gotta, I think to answer that question, you gotta take more of a deductive approach. Like what, what can't I listen to in certain situations, right? Cause there are so many situations where I could listen to so many different types of genres of music or need to create or get out what I'm feeling through so many different types of genres or whatever, but there are some things maybe that I can't, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get after, you know, after being black in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s and the 2020s, um, you know what I mean? There's certain pieces of rage I ain't finna get out in no soul music, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love that shit, but like, it, it ain't finna, it ain't finna hit me the way uh, maybe zero is finna hit me, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that, so it's like, uh like what what am i not gonna be listening to right now right like mm-hmm. sometimes it's, oh, man, i ain't gonna listen to this right now right like this this ain't gonna keep me where i'm at or put me where i need to be right yeah um, like mm-hmm. 
Oh, no, go, yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, like if I'm sad, I'm not listening to the cha cha slide. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just certain shit. You just gotta know. You got it. I, I'm, I, um, I like when you said a sad singing nigga. I was, great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I was just trying, yeah, you know, it's nah, a couple nah, of them. I love it. Nah, I, I, I love it. I, I, um, I, I, I think for me. You know, there was a period of time where I didn't listen to anything or write. I was so deep into a mental space. Um, and it saddened me because I couldn't find words or songs or lyrics to express what I was dealing with or how I was healing with what I was healing. But when I came out of that, it was straight fire. Straight fire, I was gravitating towards me and I was producing straight fire because, you know, my mom always says you have to live to write. And sometimes when you're processing what you're living and going through, and we have the ultimate gift of being translators, of being the vehicles through which other people experience their own emotions, even sometimes for the first time through words. Because it's like, dang, I didn't know how to express what I was feeling, but she said it, or Nick said it, Cassius said it. Like, they got me, they get me, they get me. and. It's happening into what I'm dealing with emotionally. Um, and so for me, there are certain things that I listen to at certain times. Um, but there's a, there's, there's a certain vibe and energy. Like when I'm in a cooking mood, I'm definitely on my Afrobeat vibe. I'm definitely throwing on that playlist when I want to dance, when I want to create a certain kind of energy. I know as a young woman, honestly, there were certain kinds of hip hop that I couldn't listen to. Uh, because I felt like it wasn't speaking to me. I didn't feel like uh, empowered by it. I felt like, and I see it happening now as we're listening to all these verses and all this energy around it and people are thinking and looking at the music through a different lens, through a more mature lens. Um, but so much of the music was to, you know, black women detriment and kind of like downplaying us and I couldn't really rock with that for a while it, it, and it gave me a feeling of being lost because it's like if this is for me and this is my generation and this is my culture how come it doesn't speak to my beauty and my my, my, my reverence and my greatness and every video these women don't look like me and every you know song is a this and a that and this space for that but it was so much of that as a young woman growing up there was such dissonance for me. I couldn't negotiate my reality versus what I heard and what I was drawn, what I was, what my generation was drawn to. It felt like a real conflict. And I, I know there's sisters that write about this and think about this and talk about this as lovers of hip hop, but feeling like it's an abusive relationship sometimes. And that's not to downgrade. I'm a hip hop artist myself. I love hip hop, but I feel like that diversity of expression wasn't encouraged also by the gatekeepers. Um, and so it's like, these are the songs that we're gonna let come through this space. And so that's kind of one of the one of the time periods where I kind of shut my, my radio off from certain things. Um. Oh yeah, man, the radio though, I mean like, I don't know. It was, the radio was important for me growing up, but like now I, I see, I, I'm so glad that we have such options, so much access to being able to get into and, you know, get out of certain spaces because, yeah, uh, listening to a lot of these verses, 
recently, man, some of that shit we was listening to, dog, like, yeah, no, that, this, dog, that's not, man, that's not cool, bro. Like, you, you know what I mean? But then also mm-hmm. thinking about the fact that I was listening to that shit at 12, 13, 14, you know what I mean? And um, what kind of reality that helps set in, you know, um, helps normalize, right? Like, I don't know. Um, everybody ain't grown like that. Uh, but when you start getting that at a young age, you can grow into that easier for sure. You know, uh, you know, I can, I can, as an adult, appreciate where in which or what rap and hip hop was tried to be monitored, you know, for me, this shit didn't work, but I can appreciate it now, the attempts, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause then, hell, I, 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 I probably shouldn't have been listening to some of that shit at the age that I was listening to some of that shit at, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I mean, I think about the way we get access to information, <clears throat> you know what I mean? The way we seek and seek out and understand the world like I don't, i'm not trying to ever blame rap or hip-hop for the reality um that we have or for the way our children are raised or anything like that right like uh, you know we we've not been in control largely of our existence you know what i'm saying unfortunately um you know and you know we can argue that whichever ways we want to, but that's real. Um, and so, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think about that and think about now. You know what I mean? If I was to keep, if I had a kid and I was to keep my kid from listening to rap music, but they had access to Google and everything else, right? Like they can still. Mm-hmm you know get to whatever you know these same conclusions that maybe somebody who is just straight listening to juvenile all fucking day every day uh might have gotten to as well right about the world um you know no knock no knock to juvie i, I love 400 degrees but like you know uh you understand what i'm getting at man you know what i mean like it, it uh yeah i mean i think everything in um in uh well, not everything, because some things you don't need to be taken in at all, right? Like some shit, some of this shit just shouldn't have existed, right? The way that we degrade our women, um, some some of this shit just shouldn't be. This reality shouldn't shouldn't be. Um, but you know, I think um, trying to take things in in um, smaller doses. I mean, uh, managing and. and what we digest like that that's something that we got to take up on our on our own selves right like we got control over that you know um we got as much control as we can try to have over our kids when they when they with us to uh to manage what they bringing in and the lessons that they learn and you know what i'm saying so um steering ourselves away from some of this uh more misogynistic shit, some of this more homophobic shit that 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 lives and thrives through our culture man it, it's a possibility but it's gonna take everybody you know what i'm saying it's definitely gonna take more of us um and that's for sure so i don't know i, I appreciate the niggas that i be with because uh you know won't really fuck with that shit. i feel you though like i feel i feel like it, it um 
it's not our choice, right? It's not our choosing to always to always do that to put out that type of imagery, that type of message, and um, and we just have to take our choice back. We just have to take our choice back. We're in such a better place to do that too, though. I think about this the time, like especially for music, right? The business of it, like. <clears throat> Streaming kind of sucks, but also streaming does give the opportunity to take your control over what you're putting out and how you're putting it out back, right? Like this shit reminds me more of like jazz um, back like in the 20s and the 30s and shit when niggas was just pressing up a record and getting out in the street and pushing a record, but you got the whole internet and you can press up as many records as you want to, right? Um, from from the comfort of your home, you know what I'm saying? You put that shit out on your own, you put that shit out consistently. Um, and like we was complaining about earlier, if you want to do all of the work to build your shit up, right? Like you, you can do this your own way. People who's gonna resonate with music that you know is genuine, whatever it sounds like, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, I I can't believe that this many. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Never mind. I mean, not say that. Uh, but yeah, man, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think um, as far as like like you say, taking back our choice, taking back our control, man. Like, I think we got the access to that right now more than ever. And you know what I mean? As much more work as it may seem like it's it's so it's so exciting to me about what this might be for the future man these these big record labels are falling bruh they're falling they're they're, yeah. they're they, they don't got it no more fuck them tear the whole shit down like own your own shit own all your masters control all your music make the music that reflects who you are that's real to you dog man fuck them like i love it you know um like I don't know. That's a great segue. Because so my next question. <laughs> my next question is so all of y'all are conscious. I've been listening to like, well, I've been listening to y'all since I've heard of y'all within this last year, but especially putting the um the graphics and the media together for this episode, I was listening through y'all songs like, okay, what speaks to this picture? What speaks to this picture? Um so y'all are conscious and fortunately like nick said y'all are getting more control over like creating and distributing your own stuff how do we um promote or encourage people to use music for its therapeutic properties like the conscious music that's out there how do you think we can um we can promote them to further um Dang, I just fucked that question up. I'm sorry. So how can we promote or encourage people to use music for its therapeutic properties? That's what you said. You I got said distracted that. and I started no, reading. You did not mess it up. You did that. That's what you did. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, that's what you did. That's what I heard. I, I think we live with it. Like, we live with it. Like, we really make it a soundtrack for life. Like, a lot of you know, everyone has their, pretty much their own TV show in their pocket or in the palm of their hand. And they, we are creative. Everybody's on this content. And so when you do life and you put music to it, you bring it into a different space and you bring people into it. Um, we're about to see a real major shift with this outside movement that's happening right now. And 
people performing live and moving and grooving with music. And, you know, we saw like a lot of interesting things like the Bad Bunny thing with the rolling through on the subway car. Like people were trying to make a spectacle to bring you into the music because unfortunately, and fortunately, it's not just about the music anymore. It's about the energy around it. It's about the visuals around it. It's about the presentation. It's about all of those things. Um, and I think in order to encourage people to use it for therapeutic prop properties, uh, you can attach imagery, uh, whether it be like energy that imagery that um, encourages meditation or internal processing or thinking, thinking deeply about stuff to the soundtrack that is your music um, and, and allow for people to really dig into the emotions and feelings that they feel when they hear certain music, when certain things are captured, what they want and seek to hear when they're feeling certain things. Um, and they could journal about that. They can make videos about that. They can document that. They can take pictures. There's different ways and different art forms that you can use to capture how it is that you're using this medium of music for therapy. Um, and I would say be creative. Like I journal, I write. Um, I sometimes listen to a song and then write and try to capture how I'm feeling about it, what I'm thinking about it. Um, I'll get a hook and then I'll put it down sometimes for two years and then I'll come back and it'll be like a fire song and it'll start like a whole movement around a new project um, because that's my therapy. That's my escape. My go-to has always been my pen. I, I want to encourage folks to lean into that, lean into rest, lean into relaxation, lean into and away from grind culture um, that doesn't encourage you to take care of yourself and take a certain amount of self-care and find the music that supports that and not just encourages you to go, 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 go. You know, I used to watch something where Dame Dad said, I sleep when I'm dead, um, but, I would, but we aren't resting. And a lot of people, our peers in our age range are dying of stress, trying to keep up with things that don't allow for them to just be and rest. So I would say, you know, definitely I encourage folks to work hard, but just think deeply about your self-care um, and toxicity in terms of energy and vibes and people that you might want to eliminate and bring that therapeutic music in and tap into that to um, to really free yourself and liberate yourself. Uh, also, if I could chime in, um, I think that the beautiful thing about music is that no matter what kind of music it is, it serve it could serve its own therapy to whomever it may need it, right? So where one person may re receive their therapy from the music of Sade, another might receive their therapy from the music of Lil John and their car ride home back off they just getting off of work, right? Um I think that it's important to let uh to kind of let people know that Therapy doesn't really have a face. It doesn't have it doesn't have a body. It doesn't have a shape, really. Therapy is whatever brings you peace. Um, I think a lot of the times we kind of like we kind of look for certain things. We look for certain things to have certain qualities, a certain kind of qualifications if that makes sense in order for us to redeem it as therapeutic when i think that giving more fluidity to that to that space is what can 
in in turn grant better therapeutic um I'm getting my words mixed up, but it can grant a better just therapeutic process for whoever the listener may be. Um, kind of taking those 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 boundaries off and removing the the the, the like what it's supposed to be and just you know letting it be what it is. Um, you know that's just what it's got to be. What you mean? Uh, but yeah, um, so you know that's that. That was my two cents. Uh, so I'm 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 kind of in alignment with that, man. Yeah, I think um, I think people already, maybe subconsciously, but already use music therapeutically, right? Like um, you play your mood, you know, you play how you feel. Um, and I mean, I think for me, I think one of the simplest ways to encourage people to like really be intentional about it um, is to, you know, if you can, if you're in a space where you can, right, like sing out loud or dance to the music that you're listening to, right? Like um, you will literally be tapping yourself into the vibration of this thing that is making you feel good or that is resonating with this mood that you're in or trying to capture or what have you, right? Like, uh, and and if you don't think that that makes sense or if that's real, have you ever been to a nightclub or a lounge or somewhere out at night, have you, right? And you hear a song that you like, do you just stand still? No, nah, you probably start dancing. You maybe even sing out loud. Think about when you having the best time when you out. You know what I mean? You uh, you 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 might be a little bit closer to the ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Gone off the spirits, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Um, and dancing and singing. You know what I mean? Sweating in the middle of the club, right? But you are feeling each vibration and aligning yourself with each vibration of these songs, man, you know what I mean? And and they're resonating with you in the way um, that they do on a higher level. That's why you having such a good time, you know what I mean? You leave a spot if the music is way. You don't stay, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I ain't been with nobody who stayed at a spot where we did not like the music. That does not resonate with how we feeling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we get in there, we feel the, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? If I know the shit and I start singing the shit, right? Like I'm really, I'm man, I'm in the, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I can feel how my energy is growing and radiating and vibrating and mixing with all of the rest of the energy in the room because we all are tapped into the same rhythm, right? You know what I mean? So like, I definitely encourage you to be more intentional about that. Even when you sad and you playing a sad song, right? Um, if you in love and you playing a love song, um, you know, if you, just got off of work and you playing the Lil John song, cause fuck that job, you know what I mean? Like whatever, bro, like uh, sing that shit out loud, dance to it, you know, if you driving, you know what I mean? You know, punch your hands with your fists at the stoplight, um, you know what I mean? Do what you um, can to get into the rhythm, into the actual vibe and vibration of the record, you know what I'm saying? Really use it for all of its worst, right? You know what I'm saying? Like. Um, 
if you feel just that good listening to it, think about how much better it starts to feel when you really start getting your whole self in rhythm and in tune with them. I mean, another example of that is sex, right? Like fucking to music, man, right? Like not for real though, for real, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, that shit is, is something else, right? Like it, it takes it to another level often, you know? So like it, it's the same thing. It's that same vibration added to you, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I think that's one of the easiest and simplest ways. If you're not going, if you not somebody who thinks you're going to sit down and, and, and journal or if you're not going to sit back and reflect, you know what I'm saying? Like, just just tap into the music a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of it. I, I, I wanted to say I felt that fist at the steering wheel on a personal level uh, coming home many nights from Guitar yep. Center. And I'm like, fuck my job. Fuck my watch. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really appreciate this conversation. This is something where we want to make sure that we tie this this topic in and allow our community to realize that the things that we do every day does have an impact in our lives, especially within our mental health. One of the things that we like to leave off with is how do we continue to expand this conversation, right? Um, you know, we have these conversations in private, in silos. How do we expand this conversation where, you know, leveraging music as a therapeutic um, mechanism um, within our community? Because some people feel as though that, you know, therapy can, like you said, catch us, um, you know, ther therapy can only be in one particular way. You sit on a couch, listen to somebody talk to you or dissect your, you know, psychoanalyze you. But, you know, what are some ways we can expand this? Because I think between the three of y'all, you guys have a perspective that throughout the show, you guys have been showing how music somewhat changed your lives, right? Change your lives calm some of you down, Nick, um, and, uh, and was able to kind of, give you a, kind of give you a perspective in life that, you know, made you appreciate the things around you. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about with Nick, we've seen, I've seen the transformation from freshman year to now, you're two different people and, you know, Cassius, look, music from when Nick was starting around to where you are right now. I mean, it was zero questions to me presenting the song to Ashley for us to leverage it on the show as our intro because it meant a lot to us. But you guys were willing to share that with us. So how can we expand this conversation to make sure that it's, it's not just this one live, but it's part of our community as a whole? I apologize. <laughs> no I problem. I thought I, was, I thought I muted it. I was just giving you your flowers, good brother. I appreciate that. Um, because, yeah, um, I am also another person than who I used to be uh, from uh, however many years ago. It was a longer time ago. Um, and because I remember, I remember just. And especially just being in Pittsburgh with Nick, um, yeah, he, he know he he knows. Um, it's growth is a beautiful thing, and I'm so much I'm so grateful for it. So much more grateful for it every day. Um, and the role that music has played in my growth was very tremendous, and I'm sure that it is the same with all of us, right? 
we wouldn't have grown the way that we did and we wouldn't have grown the amounts we have if it wasn't for these chords and melodies and harmonies impacting us the way that they did. So, right. so let me rephrase, let me rephrase the, the request. Amongst the music community, do you guys feel as though that there is a safe space to talk about how the music change your lives? And if, if not, how do we create that safe space so that people are, aren't, you know, resorting to substances and realizing that there are other people that are going through what they're going through and it's a safe space to kind of share because amazing music can come out of that sharing amongst different different artists. I mean, I you know, I think uh, if you if you know somebody that you're making music with, or you just know somebody else who makes music, like if you know them, you're willing like to a to a point where you can be vulnerable. And yeah, I think there's. Um, I hate to say community built across um, the fuckery that is the music industry at times or the stress or the struggle that it is, right? But I mean, yeah, um, we, you know, I, I, it, it is easy to build bond, build relationship across a, a, a similar struggle, um, you know what I'm saying? And so um, I think those conversations happen a lot. I don't know that they happen quite as vulnerably or quite as genuinely all the time that leads to like true breakthrough for folks you know what i mean and so as much as i think we can encourage that it's hard too right like um we we artists right uh what 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 erica say you know we sensitive about our shit. you know what i'm saying so like we 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 gonna be vulnerable but probably to to a degree you know i think um one of the most uh, dope things for me has been talking to other artists and especially other rap niggas. And I'm talking about like niggas who have been talking to me about how they got into therapy, you know what I'm saying? Um, which helped me to eventually get into therapy, you know what I'm saying? And I'll be talking to other niggas about it because that shit is very helpful, you know what I mean? Um, to have somebody to talk to who then kind of understands maybe how you handling your feelings or the day-to-day in a way that you don't and can explain it to you, um, you know what I mean, in a way that might be useful for you, you know what I mean? Like, um, but I mean, I think just in general, just being willing to not just be vulnerable with the homies, but to be available for them, you know what I mean, right? Because if you, you, uh, you know what I mean, if you, if you out, if you, I ain't gonna say like if you're in the game, you know everybody, but it's it's people that you know in your music community, right? And if you see them regularly, you get a general idea of who they are and how they are. Um, you can tell instantly if somebody is toxic or maybe seems like they're dealing with something, right? But you can also see the changes in folks, right? And so um, I think with us, just like any other community of people, right? Like being empathetic um making ourselves available um you know what i mean uh not patronizing anybody else's situation you know what i'm saying but just genuinely being there for folks yeah i mean i think that that'll help take people a lot 
further. I think there's an issue sometimes because this shit is also at times competitive, especially if you're talking about rap, right? You know what yeah. I mean? And so, um, nigga, damn sure gonna have a harder time being vulnerable with folks that ain't like internal, you know what I'm saying? Because um, it, you might not be able to show that weakness or feel like you're able to show that weakness um, for fear of attack or you know, uh, undermining or some other type of sabotage, right? Like, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Um, uh, it's weird. We we act like um, niggas ain't out here just listening to all the music. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers put out an album every every week, right? Like, it, we used to wait for for music, uh, you know, at least, you know what I mean, from, from a smaller group subset artists it's a lot of artists but it's a lot of listeners right now too right, right? um including other artists so like i don't know um why the competitive nature has to exist here but it does you know what i'm saying and so um i think that is at times also discouraging you know what i mean um but i don't know oh uh, i don't know what we do about that part you know like that's that's a that's the part that i ain't figured out you know what i'm saying I don't. I mean, stop caring. Cause I don't, I'm. I'm not competing with y'all. With no, I'm not trying to compete with y'all niggas, man. Y'all got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, school out here, baby. I'm not trying to run up and down the court. Um, I'm just in the corner, shooting threes, bro. Just, just, just minding my business. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all do y'all thing, bro. Like, I, I, it's, it ain't competitive for me no more. It's just, it's just let, let me put it out. So like, it, it, I think once more people can get to that place um you know what i mean then yeah maybe we can start being a little bit more vulnerable with each other a little bit more vulnerable just with the music in general you know what i'm saying like how how healthy would that be for the community as a whole i wonder sorry i just been smoking you know yeah, yeah. but you know what though and i agree with that what nick just said because it's like as especially like in the rap community it's always this thing like when you help like especially like where i come from in cleveland like that that it's not like it's almost like they feel like it's not enough food to go around for everybody like yeah we got these big ass plates but it's not enough food but it's like bro i don't know first of all i'm vegan so my food grow naturally it's always gonna be food you feel me like we we it's always going to be food. It ain't never not enough food, yo. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that if we keep that type of mentality and, like, instead of competition, we try to fuel community, we'll be a lot better off. Yeah. You, you have an abundance mentality, though, Cassius. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's important. An abundance mentality shapes the way you move through the world. Um, if there's enough for everybody, everybody eats. But if there isn't enough that I'm hoarding for myself. Um, I think with regards to the question, uh, there are realities and there are personas. Um, and oftentimes artists are living in a persona and their perception, even within their so-called tightest circles, surround that persona. And they can't break into the vulnerability, break into the compassion, break into the empathy because they can't move beyond whatever scrutiny their persona might be might come under as Nick said like that creates that conflict um i know i know there there are amazing conversations that happen in studio walls 
that sometimes birth the most amazing music, but they sometimes stay right there because their persona outside of the reality that, that existed in that conversation can't exist on a record because they're two different people, right? And so I want artists to embrace their allness, right? Embrace that you're healing, you're in therapy, embrace that you're vegan, embrace that, you know, you come from a certain kind of background. Once you embrace your allness and you show up as your all, because that competitive nature is real, like it's there. And who who show out who shows out the best, who shows up the best, like all those things are real and and they can be fruitful. Competition can be fruitful. It doesn't have to be neck and neck, doggy dog. You know, I done seen Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer versus I, I thought I'd never seen that in my life, the way they was going at it when I was growing up. It's it was just beautiful to see them competing and to bring it back for the culture. Um with that being said, I've been in some amazing studio sessions that that created amazing art birthed from conversations, birthed from real. I think our dialogues need to be intentional. Um, artists need to sometimes just sit and be present and then take note and take it in what people are saying um, to, again, be the translators that we can be um, and, and, and let some of those personas die and just really show up as who you are and there are vibrations and frequencies that will gravitate towards you. And there are vibrations and frequencies that you'll repel that will, they will go away from you because they won't be in alignment. Um, I know, you know, the, the um, clubhouse thing was popular and probably is still popular now. A few months ago, everybody's on there trying to connect with people and everybody's at this and everybody's at that from what I'm told, because I've only kind of interacted with it a couple of times, but just the whole clout, chasing i'm trying to be this so i'm trying to see be seen as that and it leaves very little room for vulnerability and then oftentimes vulnerability comes at the expense of downing someone else and not mm -hmm. healing yourself and and we just ain't got no one time for that man black love is the most revolutionary act it's the most revolutionary thing that we can do be a part of take place in um so when we love one another platonically when we love one another romantically um it is the revolution it is it is the televisation of the revolution. Um, and so we need to be intentional about that, loving on, loving on each other in an, arti in an artistic realm um, and encouraging each other to be our best selves so that we could all heal and we could all get there. We could all eat, as Cassius says. Absolutely. This has been a great conversation. I wish we could, I wish I had like more hours to just sit here and listen to y'all just talk about being artists and pretend I'm one too. Um, so I thank everybody that um, tuned in. I thank y'all for um, for joining in today. Um, before we leave, can y'all let um, the people watching know what y'all have coming up next, where to find y'all's music, and I'll also add these links to the video sometime. That's it. Sometime I'm gonna add them. I promise. What <laughs> y'all? What y'all got coming up? Uh, my group, Black Roots, that's A at B-L-A-Q-U-E-R-O-O-T-S. We have a new single coming out really soon, probably about a week or two. Uh, it's called No Limit, um, and it's fire. We shot the video. We are in the process of just fine-tuning some things and making it come out right for y'all, and we're going to be releasing our album, self-titled Black Roots. Um, that's myself, Nakiba Roots, 
and Mike Black, my partner in crime. Shout out to Mike Black, wherever you at, my brother. Um, we will be releasing our album, but you can follow me at Nakiba Roots, N-A-K-E-E-B-A-R-O-O-T-S, and my group at Black Roots, at B-L-A-Q-U-E-R-O-O-T-S. Um, so look out for our single, No Limit. Look out for our upcoming album um, titled Black Roots. It's going to be fire. Really, really, really dope. I'm proud of it. Go, go, please go, go. Uh, I'm gonna say the same thing you about to say. Oh well, you know me and me and Nick got some fire in the in the, in the, in the cut. It's some fire, F Y E fire. So I guess I mean I don't know like really the solid release date for my stuff, but I hope to have some stuff. Uh, well. Not even hope. I know I'll have some stuff released by at least the next month. You know, um, I'm planning on dropping a tape. It's going to be called Bliss in Bedlam. Um, that is, uh, it's it's just like a, it's real important to me because it's just like it's some it was one it's going to be some of my most emotional music that I've made, and it's going to also be my first ever project that I'm releasing. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, like I said, me and Nick got some stuff in the cut. We're going to do it. We're going to, because we got his take. He got his take that we're working on, too. Uh, I'm going to let him talk about that some more. But, um, and then I know me and him going to do a, a collab tape as well, like a dual tape. Um, and I'm still trying to debate if I'm going to sing the entire tape. You know what I'm saying? Because I might want to rap a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I've been crooning lately, man. I've been, I've been singing. <laughs> now nah, it was, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. But if y'all do want to find me, um, I'm on, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. My Twitter is just Cassius G, like just you know, all one word. Cassius G is the spell right there. And my Instagram is Cassius G two one six two one six as Cleveland, Ohio. You know. Um, so yeah, like, very soon cometh, soon cometh. Um, yeah, man, uh, got some music on the way. Uh, got a record called Drift, we're probably about to put out very soon. Um, Cash G actually produced. Um, it's a, it's a smoke song, but I like to dance to it. So I don't know, um, you know, you do with it what you will. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, um, just I've been working on some shit to just, you know, that feel good. I got a, a, a tape that I've just been just been riding around, you know, some songs for my ride. Very kind of kind of channeling some nostalgic uh, takes of shit that I that I love, you know what I mean? But trying to make it a little bit more, a little more current and a little more me, you know what I mean? So, um be looking out for that and uh then yeah i actually um got a another another something else in the works by the end of the year that uh gonna be a little something else so yeah you know what i mean um you know shit shit happening man you know shit happening man you know um if you're looking for me i'm at nick pratt music on everything n-i-c-k-p-r-a-t-t-m-u-s-i-c um, and if you're looking for any of my music, man, it's um, streaming on all digital service platforms. 
uh, you know what I'm saying, Nick Pratt, last uh, Manifest Destiny shit, and then also um, The Slab uh, is the, the group uh, with me and my boy The Oso, we put out the project in 2019 called And The Funky Zone. That shit is funky, boy. Um, so I definitely recommend you check that shit out as well. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Drift coming soon, Songs for My Ride coming soon, uh, more music, more love, uh, more energy, uh, more peace, more blessings, all on the way. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop mines too. Season two of Travel Tuesday Happy Hour now on YouTube, streaming every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Grab a drink, listen. Um, this season we've been around the world, literally. Um, from from New York to Vietnam, and then hey. You and yeah. me. Where do I get right it's now? It's been Probably. really an amazing experience. Um, yeah, I had to hop off. Um, so literally, we went from New York to Vietnam, back to Chile. Um, we hit a lot of different countries this season, and I really want you guys to, you know, give it a chance. Um, if you like what you see, like, comment, subscribe, and keep me posted of what kind of content you guys would like to see or who you would like to see on the show. All right. Hey, all right. Well, that's that wraps it up. Thank everybody that watched. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Um, turn on notifications so y'all see us in two weeks when we have another episode about something you probably want to see. Thank y'all for tuning in. And that's it. I have. As we sign off, we want to remind you that it's okay to not have your cheese on your cracker. And that we're here to work towards getting there together.